It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. And good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock. It is time for episode 229 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Uh, Brian, welcome to you, my friend. Uh, How are you this evening? Doing wonderful, Ron. Doing absolutely wonderful. It is Sunday night. I'm ignoring the fact that the Yankees are down three games to zero in the American League Championship Series. Normally, that would have me crushed uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Yeah. Those are those are many ways to be crushed. Uh, still repping the Yankees cap tonight, probably for the last time this season. Uh, not feeling too confident about uh, them coming away with a win tonight, especially with the way they seem to have left uh, their bats uh, in the clubhouse in the last few games. I think this is just, and you know, I, I know you had said that we wanted to save the Yankee talk for our sports section. I know it's one of your favorites when we just talk you know, do a sports episode. Um, you were hoping to do it this week. We, we were, I'm not sure. Um, but I just feel this is just a, a, a true example of how the Yankees are built to destroy um, third-tier pitching, second-rate teams. But when it comes to taking on a elite pitching staff, the Yankees just cannot compete. Correct. Um, but congratulations going out to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um knocking off the uh, San Diego Padres in five games. So they, uh, and not the Yankees, will be heading to the World Series. Quite unexpected. But uh, I think, again, I, it's a perfect example of a team getting hot uh, in the right half of the season. Yankees were sure. the best team in baseball um, in the first half of the season. Doesn't mean anything. Phillies uh, managed to make it into the playoffs on the last day of the season. And now they've gone on a run and... Uh, They'll be in the they're a third place. Be. They're a third place team, which is to me the thing that makes uh, playoff baseball so uh, just so great is that it is not about who is um, who played well in April and May. It is who plays the best in October, and right now, that is your Philadelphia Phillies. It is. So now, um, moving forward, we will obviously have to root for the Phillies because I don't think I can find it in myself to root for the Houston Astros. Oh, no. Yeah, you have to root for the Phillies at that point. In yeah. fact, I may ask you to send to, to buy me some type of Phillies um, uh, gear to uh, to send me up so I can wear it proudly during. No, I'm just kidding. I will not. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot do that. I I will wear Yankee stuff. I will not wear the uh, merchandise of any other team. And that's fair. I, I, I appreciate that about you and respect it. God damn it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into things. As always, let's start off with drink of the week. 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 Brian, what, uh, what is it that you are drinking this week? Ooh. Ron, I have brought to the table just something that just, just warms me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. We are looking at Left Blonde, 
It's an authentic blonde Abbey Ale beer with a slight hint of bitterness to it. It's delicate, but characteristic. Left Blonde is the tasting beer par excellence. It gives an extra touch of flavor to simple dishes, lightly accompanies your fried foods, and it is an amazing accompaniment to doing your live podcast. The aroma, floral and spicy with notes of vanilla and cloves. The taste, the strong multi-aroma Left Blonde reveals a sweet bitterness in a perfect harmony with notes of vanilla and clove coming in with an alcohol content of 6.6 ABV. Ron, Left Blonde is my drink of the week. That is a solid beer. Is it left or left A? Because you kept switching from one to the other during that. No, it's left. All right. Absolutely left. The second E is silent, just like at the end of um, ball. B-A-L-L-E. You pronounce that ball. Sure, sure. Therefore, it's left. How is the beer, though? Talk to me. Oh, it's absolutely delicious. Okay. Absolutely delicious. Have another sip. Mm. Enjoy. Enjoy, my friend. This is what I would com- I, I would describe it as a complex beer. There's a lot of a lot going on at the same time, but not too much. Okay. I almost I saw I saw at the store today they had something uh, some kind of nitro, and I was going to order it. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna sit there and be like, I'll take a six pack of that. And then I was just like, absolutely not. I will not spend twenty four ninety nine on a six pack of beer. Oh, so those New York City beer prices. I don't know what to tell you. Ron. Yes. What are you drinking today? Well, Brian, it is it is fall. Uh, it is October twenty third. So you know what that means, Brian. It means beer. that we are blowing straight past Halloween and Thanksgiving, and it is all about Christmas now. And that's right, not the holidays. We are an American podcast, and here we wish you Merry Christmas. And because of that, we're again going local uh, with Fegley's out of Pottstown, Pennsylvania, and their Rude Elves Reserve beer. This is a Belgian-style ale brewed with spices, family-run, urban-made, and fiercely independent, they like to say. Um, and this is clocking in, Brian, at a 10.5%. Did not realize it was that heavy in alcohol content before uh, pulling it up. But look at that. I think it's probably their uh, their take on almost like the Mad Elf style uh, from Trogue. So let's have a little sip here. That is a nice, deep color. I expect to be hearing F-bombs from you in After oh. Dark. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be cursing up a storm once this hits. It is... It's almost fruity in a way. Like it's got a really? lot of it's, it's got spices, but you get you get like a cranberry uh, aftertaste to it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm. So that is Rude Elf's uh, Reserve uh, from okay. our good friends at Fegley's in Pottstown, PA. Uh, so yeah, so uh, pumpkin beers gone by the wayside. Now it's all Christmas themed beers moving forward. Not love it. I absolutely Christmas. love it, Ron. All right. I'm, as long as you love it, Brian. That's really all. I have right, a man. question. Why do you hate Thanksgiving so much? Um, I don't hate Thanksgiving, actually. But it's just it seems like we in this country move past holidays extremely quickly. And I think when you – Halloween, very popular. People like Thanksgiving, don't get me wrong. But once you get past Halloween, I think people don't give a shit about Thanksgiving anymore. They want gifts. They want presents. They want the Christmas season. And then I'm going to have to ask you why you absolutely have such a hatred for the veterans, uh, because in that whole speech, not once did you mention Veterans Day, the first Monday in November, where we Americans pay homage to all of the men and women 
who have um, uh, volunteered or have been drafted over the years into the armed forces, the Army, Listen. the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, the National Guard. Okay, keep going. I think this has got to stop. All right. Well, Brian, you find me a Veterans Day uh, themed beer and I'll be glad to drink that. And uh, thank you, uh, William, for uh, correcting Brian. As always, I did not think Veterans Day was the first uh, Monday of the month. It is actually Friday, uh, November 11th, Brian. So a little correction. Okay. well, I'm just going to say this. Um, uh, William Esquire is is reporting what day New Jersey celebrates Veterans Day. Oh, right, right, right. We all know that the industrial waste that's being um, pumped out off the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, that actually has stunted um, the growth and the brains of most residents of New Jersey, um, both North Jersey and South Jersey. So um, they celebrate Veterans Day one week late. Makes sense. Just absolutely makes sense. All right. Well, then uh, find me that beer, Brian, and I'll drink it. That's all I'm saying. I like beer. <laughs> What's that? Like beer. All right. And let's keep it rolling. Uh, it's time for Beef of the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? Bryce Harper. <laughs> really? Bryce Harper. Yeah, Why yeah. is that? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper put me in a terrible mood for a solid 20 minutes this evening. Um, I had a $75 wager on the uh, San Diego Padres um, getting uh, 1.4 to 1, um, which means I probably would have won about $130 yep. had he not hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, instead, I lost $75. Hmm. So therefore, um, with a swing of $200, I am now out money and fuck Bryce Harper. Would that be um, National League uh, Championship Series MVP Bryce Harper that you're referring to, Brian? Listen, people, let's just be let's be honest. I got his name right. That is <laughs> that is way past where, I, where where most people would would have had their expectations. I got the guy's name right. Oh, did he piss me off today? Really? So Reese Hopkins didn't piss you off earlier in the game because he put the, the Phillies ahead? I mean, what's going on here? I was okay with that. Okay. It was the fact that by the bottom of the eighth, I was counting outs and I was just I was I was so pleased that I had picked an underdog. It was gonna come in. Um they'd had the lead for a couple innings. I was feeling good about it. Okay. Uh I believe according to ESPN.com, I had Probably, I think they said that the, the, the Padres had about a 74% chance of winning the game uh, going into that at-bat. Not that I was checking it obsessively. No, not of course. And I guess you must have felt uh, all right when they got two men on in the top of the ninth with one out. And then two pitches Started later, the game's good. over. Started to feel good, but then it did not It did not happen. So, so Bryce Harper, you are my B for the week. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ron? Yes. What's bothering you this week? This week, Brian, and I guess, uh, you know, you know my, my challenge is when I go shopping. It's never a good experience. And today today was Costco Day, Brian. And I know you enjoy a good Costco trip I as much as I do. I do enjoy a Costco do. run. Yes, yes, um, yes. But 
the I don't know why people move so slowly or poorly through a Costco that sure. it takes much longer than it needs. First off, I'll grant you part of it is Costco's fault because they just put shit everywhere. Like there's no real defined, you know, lines of aisles in the Costco that I go to. And they set up all these. They Now that the pandemic's over, as we've mentioned repeatedly, the sure. uh, the uh, the samples are back out. So not only yes. do they stick the sample people in the middle of an aisle, then it gets the bottleneck from the people that stand and eat the samples and have to be like, pretend they're actually going to buy the product for 30 seconds. Never do. Mm, Never this do. is very interesting. Mm, I might have to I find love, where in the I, store I, this is. My one, uh, my, my uh, happiest uh, moments of watching people are is when they're giving out the crab dip. Oh. And when they're doing the lint uh, chocolate balls. Yep. That they cut in half and they put into the very tiny little ruffled pieces of paper. Then you you literally can go in at the one in Queens. You literally could go like four people deep as the person's preparing the crab dip onto little crackers. Yeah, but what kills me is the people. Two things: people with the carts that just kind of sit in the middle of an aisle, just sure. doing nothing, and sure. then families that feel the need. However many people are in that family, they need to spread that far apart in the aisle. So if it's five yeah. people in the family, they, they have go to walk wide. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I feel the rule should be like, if you if you wouldn't do it in a car, don't do it with your shopping cart. Like, if you wouldn't look over your shoulder while driving forward, don't do that while pushing a cart. You know, if you wouldn't let your kid run in front of Reasonable. a moving car, don't let them run in front of a moving shopping cart. It just was amazing, Brian. It took significantly longer to get through my Costco today than was necessary. I will say this. Costco is one of the few places where I get to experience the joy of driving. You know, um, I take my shopping cart and as I go through um, Costco, I will passive aggressively um, slam my cart into other people's carts, um, <laughs> fake apologizing to them that I slammed into their cart or bumped into their actual physical body. Um, if there isn't a, uh, a woman in her 60s walking slowly in front of me, I will absolutely bump into her with my cart. Um, I literally will, I, if I don't apologize 15 times from, from you know one single Costco trip, right. I have done myself a disservice. It's absolutely slamming your cart into someone who is literally just standing in the middle of the row looking off um, and preventing you from going either to their left or right. Now, they could move on to one side, but they never do that. No. So the one you just mentioned, which I think is truly just a, a an outrage as an American, is the family that goes um, that, that that goes five wide. Right. There's absolutely no need that they all have to experience the same aisle at the same moment. Right. So they could go three and two and give somebody else the ability to walk next to them. There was literally a woman sitting and her cart was stopped in the middle of the aisle and there was people around her and literally a guy in front of me was staring her down, seeing if she was going to move. And she was looking at both of us, realizing that she was blocking us from getting by. Not a care in the world. No, see, that's when you bump into her. Like, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. And you literally are just bumping into her left and right. If I may ask. What, yeah. Um, I assume you and you and Mrs. Ron went. We did. Yes, Exactly. What does um, uh, uh, Ron and Mrs. Ron get when they go to Costco? What is I mean, on their, their to buy list? Because we know for a fact 
you take full advantage of your Amazon um, grocery delivery. True. You take full advantage of your um, Walmart deliveries. Also um, true. So what are the items that you're picking up in person um, that you want to buy in bulk? Let's see. Big thing always, cat litter, Brian. You know we've got six cats here. Okay. Um, they sell uh, cat litter in 42-pound uh, containers. So mm-hmm. got to get three or four of those. That lasts a good month, month and a half. Um, okay. This time of year, Brian, Duraflame logs. Excellent price on Duraflame logs. Um, coffee beans. You know, we've got the fancy new coffee maker, so you got to get the mm-hmm. big bags of coffee beans. Uh, cereal. I'm a big fan of uh, breakfast cereal. Um, really? I never and then, knew you were a big breakfast cereal person. Yeah. And then I'll get. Well, uh, you know what? Get... Hold on a second. You are yeah. a big breakfast fan because you. We did go down the uh, uh, the wormhole of uh, the Count Chocula's and exactly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you are. I do remember. Yeah, and then the meat section is usually good. Like today, you know, it was uh, ground turkey. I got a nice pork loin, uh, bacon. Got to get the bacon. They got the thick cut bacon at uh, Costco. Really? Oh yeah. You're Freezer in... or in the meat section? It's in the it's in the cooler section. Okay. And then I've I split it up. I split it up into individual uh, packages and I freeze them and I take them out when I need them. Got it. Now, what does your, now, um, does you, does you or your wife, which is the one that goes um, uh, with the impulse buys? Um, I think it depends. Usually probably more me. Like I came very close to buying that Ninja, uh, like ice cream smoothie maker today. Cause I was like, Oh, we can get fresh fruit and we can turn it into sorbet. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is just gonna, this is just gonna sit in a cabinet. Why, why would I even do that? Those things have to, those things also can't be, um, cheap. Now I was on sale for like 150 bucks and I'm like, I, I don't, right. I don't need this. And then Listen, I'm the, I get very ex- so much. Yeah. You spent so much more more money on Kickstarter items that you never received. At least, at least this one you knew you were going to spend the money and get. But they had low carb tortillas uh, there today, so that was my excitement at Costco is being able to buy okay. some low carb tortillas to put in the freezer. We okay. I think we my apologies. Rock I believe I believe I pronounced them tortillas. My apologies. Now is there an e at the end of it? Because don't you don't you pronounce it tortilla e tortilla e tortilla e. All right. There's, so, uh, so yeah. So you weren't so good on uh, on baseball betting, Brian. But needless nope. to say, um, you were as perfect as always with our NFL locks of the week. Locks. Brian, if I may, I know you jumped on top of this last week. If I may go first this week and just say congratulations to you. Um, You liked the Raiders minus seven versus Houston. Uh, Wasn't that close. Uh, Vegas wins 38 to 20. And you were you were off the Atlanta train after their big win the week before. You said take Cincy minus six and a half. Again, not even close. Cincinnati wins 35 to 17, uh, keeping you perfect on the season. Um, so I, I have nothing to say, but congrats. You know, Ron, 14 and 0 sounds impressive, but I think the true, the, 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 the true, you know, par of excellence within this podcast is that you also, um, you saw my 14 and 0 uh, season and you said, you know what? I want a piece of that. What do I have to do? And right. What did you have to do? You had to see that the Giants were getting three points against the Jaguars last week. You said this line looked off to you. You were absolutely correct. Giants not needing the three points. Win by six, 23-17. Also looked at Dallas Cowboys, minus six and a half, 
with their star quarterback returning Dak Prescott over the Detroit Lions. Cowboys win 24 to 6. Ron, you also take out um, a 14 and 0 lead seven weeks down in the NFL season. How do you keep doing it? Listen, I think I think I figured out this whole Vegas game. I think it's just it's just straight money, homie, uh, moving forward. And I don't anticipate losing ever. Well, what's no matter what sport it is. I just think, um, you know, it's you know one of the things that I've you know if you read the um, uh, the, the the mentions we're getting on Twitter, um, so many people are are thanking us for, um, you know, saving them from, uh, you know, the, the, the heavy toil that is um, the uh, current rate of inflation in America. The number of people that have been reaching out to us on social media saying, thank you for your locks of the week. I was able to pay my rent this month. Thank you for your locks of the weeks this month. I was able to help, you know, put through my, uh, uh, you know, uh, my daughter's uh, college tuition yeah. uh, this semester. I mean, we're changing lives here on the Ron and Brian podcast. I think that's safe to say. We're not calling these, you know, uh, listening to our guts of the week. No. We're saying these are our locks of the week, people. Um, seven weeks in, I'm 14 and 0. Ron, you are 14 and 0. Um, you know, this is this is this is like the GameStop, uh, you know, uh, shorts. Um, you know, we are 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 helping the migration of money from Las Vegas casinos into the uh, bank accounts of, 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 of just hardworking, honest Americans. We're, and, we're creating uh, generational wealth is what we're doing. And, and absolutely, you know, so who, Brian, who looking at week eight, uh, who are your locks of the week? I am loving the Dolphins minus three and a half over the Lions. I think the Lions are terrible this year. Um, also liking Raiders minus one at the Saints. Ron? Yes. Who do you like next week? Um, I like, and again, this may this may bite me in the ass at some point in the future. But the six and one New York Giants continued to be disrespected by being made underdogs against teams with worse mm-hmm. records. Uh, they are going out to Seattle next week. They are getting a point and a half. Um, put your money on the Giants. Uh, two weeks in a row, I think you can't go wrong. And then similar, Baltimore going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been either bad or awful this season, uh, and Baltimore uh, getting three points. So take the two road dogs, cash them in. I am a fan of a road dog. Um, speaking of road dogs, Ron, what are you watching? What am I watching? You know, I uh, I really didn't watch a lot this week. I caught up a bit on uh, House of Dragons. Um, so I think I'm only one episode behind. So I know the season okay. finale is tonight. So I need episode sure. nine and episode 10. Uh, caught up on The Patient. Um, so that uh, that has been What do you good. think about The Patient? Um. I, I like it. I mean, I, you're not 100% sure where the story is going to go at this point. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm not sure why the show got so Jewy. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I, 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 I just feel like there were so many different aspects where they could have taken the story. Like, I feel like they, they could have spent more time on you know, the actual therapy sessions. I felt like we could have done more to learn about the backstory of Sam, uh, the uh, serial killer. Right. Um, I did enjoy, you know, I am enjoy. I think there's what, one more seat, one more episode. I believe so. Yes. 
I'm enjoying the scenes of um, uh, the uh, uh, the scenes of, of Steve Carell's character in his mind in therapy. I, yes. I like that aspect. But I you know I even like the 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 um, scenes where they tell the backstory of his family. But I didn't feel the need for them to be going into such details about his Jewishness. You know, the, he's you know he's trying to memorize the uh, uh, poem that he's doing for the you know his his dead wife, and you know he's making references to Auschwitz, and it just it it, it felt like it was just a um, a plot line, or or it felt like somebody on the writing staff was just like, we need to educate people on what it's like being Jewish. Possibly, I mean, don't you think that that helps try to put into context his relationship with his family? Um, I think it could have been done without going in, without needing to delve into his religion. All right, fair enough, Brian. You know, I think I think there are plenty of um, families that where where family members are, are have strange relationships for a variety of reasons, and I just felt like this was an opportunity by a Jewish writer to promote his religion. But what else are you watching, Brian? Oh, and by the way, uh, uh, I am actually uh, completely against um, Kanye West. So I'm not on Team Yay or whatever right. it is. Good. Okay. Um, I watched Nick Kroll's new comedy special Ooh. on Netflix, Little Big Boy. Right. How was it? It looked good from the previews. I'm going to give it about a 6 out of 10. Really? Um, yeah. It's not ha-ha out loud funny. Um, you know, he's not really a stand-up comedian, so he's not really telling jokes. He's telling, you know, he tells about, you know, like I would say maybe five or six stories okay. that are, you know, are told in a humorous manner. You chuckle a couple times. Um, you know, there's something likable about him. Um, but uh, overall, uh, you know, I did not uh, I was expecting more laughs uh, from it. Enjoyable hour. Don't get me wrong, which is why right. I gave it a six. Also watched um, Running with the Devil. On Netflix. Oh, is that the John uh, John McAfee uh, documentary? How was that? Yes. I meaning to watch that. It's an hour and forty five. Might be uh, you know stretched out a little bit. Just glad they didn't make it five episodes because you know it, it, the story doesn't really warrant it. But it's basically um, the story of two vice reporters, uh, actually one reporter, one videographer, who are basically invited to um, follow along with John McAfee after he is um, announced as a suspect in the murder of his neighbor by the Belizean Sounds right. Authorities. Um, I'll go with that. And, yeah. And then, um, you know, they follow him and it's just, you know, it really is a tale of, uh, of an alcoholic uh, 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 drug, drug user as they just, you know, slide into um, – uh, a psychosis ridden um, paranoia. Um, just, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of it was just, you know, uh, you know, how crazy can a man get? Right. And he got pretty damn crazy from, from other shows about him that I've seen. So I oh, do yeah, want to, I do want to check this out. Yeah. Uh, definitely entertaining. Okay. I would recommend that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, moving into the news now, we've got uh, we've got a ton of stories this week. It was, as always, uh, an unusual week. Uh, so a uh, Republican running for Arizona College District's uh, governor's board has uh, quit his campaign um, after he was uh, caught allegedly masturbating outside of a preschool 
at one of the colleges he was hoping to represent. Uh, this gentleman here, uh, GOP candidate or former candidate, I guess you can say, Randy Kaufman. On October 4th, he was parked outside the Child Center at Rio Salado College with his pants down to his mid-thigh and, quote, according to a police report, manipulating his genitals in a masturbatory manner. Uh, he apparently was in full view of the campus's Wurtzies Preschool and Child Care Center, uh, where several preschool-aged children were playing outside. Quote, seriously, the officer said upon finding the Republican playing with himself, uh, I'm sorry, Kaufman allegedly told the officer, I fucked up, I'm really stressed. I don't know about you, Brian, I'm stressed. I feel you're stressed. Sure. Um, yet we find a way not to masturbate outside of a preschool. No, but we actually, but you told me you once did it inside of a preschool. I mean, uh, I, I feel it's pretty close. No, I, I think you may have mistaken me for someone else. Sure about that? So the story he gives, though, is he was out buying rebar nearby. Totally normal thing to do. But was so stressed out that he pulled into the lot to relieve himself without realizing what the lot was for. Can you give me some relief? So, so he admitted that he was masturbating. But he claims he didn't realize that it was right in front of a school. I, I apparently he did not. No. Now I've never bought in rebar in my life. The idea of, of of inserting huge metal rods inside of poured concrete really not my thing. It's not it's it, it's not what keeps me up at night. I'll be the first to admit. Um, but um, just the 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 concept that this man's excuse for masturbating in front of a school is that you know he was stressed out from buying rebar. Um, might be one of the most ludicrous stories I've heard in a very long time. Now, the real question is how soon until he announces that he's still running? You know, I don't know. I, this is interesting because you wouldn't expect this from a GOP candidate, but he admitted to watching interracial porn. So very diverse, more than you would expect. Um, and he also apparently admitted to masturbating in his Ford truck. Uh, he tried to get out of the arrest by detailing his relationship with another uh, campus officer. Um, instead, uh, the officer left all the statements in the record, uh, notified his direct supervisor, and Kaufman has been charged with public sexual indecency, but could also face a felony charge because of his proximity uh, to the child care center. Um, getting back to, to one of the things you mentioned earlier, did he um, say exactly what interracial pornography he was watching? Um, you know, I, I've scoured the uh, other stories about this. I don't believe he has admitted what he was watching. Was he watching Black.com? Was he watching black dick white chick like what was he like what was his again thing? i unfortunately uh don't have the level of detail that you are looking for at this point i thought he put um the the officer put all of the references <laughs> inside the notes are, are, what are you are you he apparently just refer he apparently just referred to interracial porn he did not provide any actual video uh titles or anything like that um i'm sure you will do your own exhaustive research after this uh this episode is complete Oh, Ron. Oh, <laughs> Ron. Um, I mean, it's it really is. I mean, I, the number of examples and don't get me wrong, under no circumstances am I claiming that Democrats are um, are, uh, you know, uh, uh, great people. Um, but the list of um, holier than thou sanctimonious Republicans who feel so comfortable um, 
getting uh, into a, a, a policy agenda of telling other people how to live their lives who are themselves caught exhibiting atrocious behavior, even behavior that goes against, you know, um, uh, you know, the policies that they they, they claim to stand for. Right. Um, it's it, it, to me, it just it continues to expose just the um, the hypocrisy of that party. Well, again, I think we'll we'll keep an eye and, and see when he starts to run again, either for this office or another one. You, you, sure, you're sure, he'll be coming back. I absolutely know sitting in his drafts on his Twitter account is some kind of uh, post blasting Biden for allowing Im- illegal immigrants to come through our borders. But but we'll absolutely not sit there and, and back down on the idea that, um, you know, that he's masturbating in front of preschool kids. Yeah, well. I mean, listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's a story we see every week. This one was yeah. a little bit of a twist, but it's one we see quite often. All right. Oh, by the way, I'd like to announce Yankees are not losing yet. <laughs> well, all right. There you go. Um, a story that we don't often see. A grandfather killed in a, sky, in a skydiving accident at his <sighs> grandson's high school football game. Brian, you, uh, you've read through this story extensively. Tell us what happened here. Okay, so you are right now looking at a photo of a dead man. And you're going to say to yourself, who is that dead man? You are looking at a, fo- at a photo of 55-year-old Richard Sheffield, who had been um, a, a part of a group of paratroopers that traditionally entertained fans um, before um, the um, school's musket bowl. This is a, a Tennessee high school football team. Now, he had over 1,500 jumps to his credit. So he is, um, uh, so he decides that as part of the uh, festivities for this game, he is going to jump out of a plane to land on the field. Um, yes, he is a grandfather. And when he landed on the field, as reported by local news, quote unquote, he landed in a hard landing which is code for um, his chute didn't operate and deploy mm. properly because this guy did a couple bumps when he hit the ground. And maybe he did a couple bumps in the air. We don't know. But we're just going to say Richard Sheffield has entered the great paratroopers of the uh, uh, heavens as he is no longer living on this mortal coil. All right. This next story, uh, probably one of the uh, the more disturbing ones that we have seen. It involves a uh, a Texas woman who contracted an STD after a janitor allegedly uh, urinated in her water bottle at work. I believe we've got the uh, the mug shot from this gentleman. Let me see if we can find it here. Um, so this is a fifty year old Lucio Diaz, um, and he has been uh, charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon uh, for mm-hmm. urinating in the bottle. Um, the victim, who hasn't uh, been identified, uh, previously said that she had uh, set up a hidden camera at her office in a medical building and allegedly caught uh, Diaz uh, sticking his penis into her water bottle uh, the previous month. 
Um, she has filed a, a civil complaint now. She accuses the owner of the building, uh, the management company, and the janitorial company that employed Diaz of failing to properly vet, train, and supervise him. It seeks over $1 million in monetary relief. Now, to, to jump back to this training for a moment, Brian, uh, you are in the human, re- uh, human resources world, correct? Yes, sir. Is it, have you found in the past a necessity to train uh, employees uh, as to not put their penis into other employees' water bottles? Ron, I'm going to be honest with you and say that that actually has never been brought up in conversation. Okay. Um, The level of um, need to explain to potential employees or newly hired employees that inserting their genitalia into the water bottles of co-workers, usually, you know, just from a, a professional perspective, not the type of thing that one would feel compelled to have to instruct someone not to do when they are starting a new job. Yeah, you would think. You would think that would be given, but... So, uh, now, based on the story, I don't know how, how, how detailed it goes. Was there any type of history of... Um, uh, issues between uh, this gentleman and the plaintiff in the lawsuit, you know, or was he just randomly inserting his penis into other people's water bottles? Um, so she, so the the lawsuit states that the woman said that you know she noticed that the water in her office uh, started to smell and taste foul uh, towards the end of August. So then she started bringing her own bottled water from home. Uh, she didn't finish it. Uh, during the day, she would leave it for the next day, and that's when she noticed that uh, her water bottle, the water in the water bottle, also started to uh, smell kind of off too, uh, saying that it looked yellow and reeked of urine. Um, she so had, she's thinking that he was urinating in it. I thought he just put his penis in it. No, he was he was urinating in it. She had the the water in the bottle tested, and uh, it confirmed that her water contained uh, urine. That was when she set up the hidden camera in her office. Uh, which caught him inserting his penis into her water bottle and urinating in it. Um, The result being um, she has uh, contracted herpes because of this. What are the odds that she contracted herpes elsewhere? Uh, She was at the local TGI Fridays on a, you know, on a happy hour on a Thursday night. She was drinking uh, oversized margaritas. Um, There was a man, she other end of the bar. Are you saying this is a result of Dollarita night? I would be so afraid to go to a Dollarita night. (laughs) I I have no answer to that, Brian, and I I don't know that I'm going to uh, delve deep into Do any of your hotels have um, any kind of like uh, drink specials or things like that at the bar? Is it pretty much just like, hey... um, you know, this is I mean, there, there, there may food. be some drink specials. I don't believe we're doing uh, Dollaritas anywhere, though. Off topic here, what is um, <laughs> uh, hotel occupancy? Has it returned to uh, pre-pandemic levels or not yet? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, the majority of the hotels I work with, um, th- they are at or better than 2019 revenue levels. So, awesome. um, you know, I, I think... You know, obviously, if we don't have any any relapses in the pandemic or any recessions, I think, you know, 2023 should be a pretty solid year. Well, unfortunately, we will have a recession as it was recently <laughs> announced that um, we there is a 100 percent chance of a recession. Well, great. Well, thank you so as much. The, as it is established that the Federal Reserve will overplay their hand to tame down 
um, inflation causing a recession. Home prices will immediately crumble. Unemployment will spike. Um, Families will be selling their children on the streets to um, Democratic uh, Hollywood elite um, pedophiles. And um, the New York Yankees will be World Series winners. (laughs) Well, at least we'll have that going for us, which is nice. Uh, Brian, a, uh, a Massachusetts woman, tried to stop an eviction by setting thousands of bees onto law enforcement operators. Um, the woman, uh, Rory Woods, uh, interrupted Hamden County uh, Sheriff's deputies as they enforced an eviction at a home in Longmeadow on October 12th by releasing bees on the officers as she put a beekeeper's suit on. Uh, you can see in the photo here uh, a sheriff's uh, department officer uh, fighting with the woman about the bees. This is just wild. This is America. <laughs> like, like This is really what we have fallen down to is... Um, there is such a disrespect for your fellow people, your, your, the lack of humanizing those around you. Um, the fact that she would try to weaponize bees in, in a colony that she is obviously caring for in an attempt because somehow, you know, there's an overstepping, um, you know, uh, uh, government action and agency and the government's got to stop with their fascist, you know, ATF agencies. It's, it's just something it's, it's ludicrous. This is one of the this is one of those moments where as a New Yorker, you realize that our strategy of minding our business really has not been embraced by the rest of the country. So listen to this this level of crazy that that played out. So um, while the eviction was being carried out, Woods pulled up to the driveway of the house in her SUV uh, with apiaries stacked on her flatbed trailer. That's what they store bees in. Um, she got out of her car, smashed the styrofoam top of one apiary, causing the bees to fly out and sting one deputy on the face and head. Uh, she then flipped another beehive shed off the flatbed, uh, which caused the bees to grow angry and charge at multiple members of the sheriff's office. Uh, she then put on a beekeeper suit, and as she was attempting to move a hive closer to the front door of the house, uh, that was when deputies arrested her. God, I really hope that somebody <laughs> punched her in the stomach. I hope somebody took out a baton and just cracked her on the back of the neck with it. Um just, I mean, the, the, the outrageous behavior of this woman. Um, and I, 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 I would have to say, people, tell me if you're wrong on this one in the comments right now. Um, I'm going to say she votes the Republican. <laughs> that I couldn't tell you. Uh, but I can tell you that she has been charged with seven counts of felony assault and one count of misdemeanor battery. And she has pled not guilty. Um, How do you one- plead not guilty? There's photographic evidence of it. <laughs> well, you know, you, you plead not guilty and then you uh, you try and get some sort of plea bargain out of the deal, especially when you're facing seven felonies. You just don't plead guilty to seven felonies. That, I would imagine, uh, would be an extensive amount of jail time. I'm not a fan of what she did here. And as Janelle just points out here, that could actually be considered animal cruelty. Oh. Something tells me that this comment will be used multiple times before the end of the episode. <laughs> you don't say. Do say. Uh, what other stories do we have here? Oh, this was uh, this was kind of a sad story, Brian. A college student uh, who rented a plane for a date 
died after he accidentally uh, walked into uh, a propeller. Uh, this is down in Georgia. Georgia Southern University sophomore Sani Ailu, uh, was, uh, he had rented a plane uh, for a dinner date. Uh, they came back at the end of the date. On Sunday night, uh, he got off the plane. Uh, they had gone to Savannah. They came back. And when he walked towards the front of the plane, uh, he walked uh, directly into the still moving uh, propeller. Yeah, that's uh, that's bad news for this guy. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Um, you're, the, you're his date. I'm not going to pretend to assume the gender of this person. Okay. This person could be male. This person could be female. Person could um, uh, be another gender where they don't answer, where they do not believe that they are either one of the two genders. They could be others. Um, I'm not going to pretend. I'm just going to say okay. they. I will, I will anonymize their their pronouns. Sounds good. How soon until this person, you know, from a socially acceptable perspective, how soon to how soon is it uh, acceptable for them to start dating again? Hmm. It's a tough call because it doesn't say like was this a first date. Like if this was the first date, I think, you know, maybe you take the rest of the month off and and you hop back into it. If this was like, you know, the fifth or sixth date, um, you know, maybe maybe you give it a month. So mm -hmm. I, I don't have all the details involved. Again, it doesn't seem like and again, maybe they were in a relationship and going on a date. Right. Um, I think someone once told me it's however many years you were together, you should wait that number of months. Got it. Just a good rule of thumb okay. for the kids out there. Yeah. I'm not saying follow it. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We've got a uh, former Yale Medical School uh, official uh, who was sentenced to nine years. Uh, nine for fraud. years? Yeah, for $40 million in fraud in which saw her order computers for the department and then sell them to use the cash to fund a luxury lifestyle. A woman by the name of Jamie Patrone uh, of Lithia Springs, Georgia uh, was sentenced. Uh, she pled guilty in March uh, to this scam where she would order millions of dollars of computer and electronic hardware uh, for the school and then resell them. Um, she would spend the money on luxury goods, cars, and travel. Uh, she had over six vehicles, including two Cadillac Escalades, uh, and she also had to she also had to forfeit five hundred and sixty thousand dollars seized from her company's bank account. So she stole forty million and only has five hundred grand left, uh, and and whatever those six vehicles are. But yes, so she has been doing this since at least. Uh, 2013, uh, she was director of finance and administration for the school's Department of Emergency Medicine. Um, she uh, she would order these these computers and the hardware for the school. She shipped the goods to a company that paid her and then resold them. And what um, she did, and this must have taken a lot of time, she made individual orders of under $10,000 because that way she wasn't required to seek additional uh, approvals to get the, the sale to go through. Listen, you're telling me $40 million in less than a decade, which means she's spending 400 grand a year on average right. for 10 straight years. Um, no, that's not correct. That's so she's she, spending uh, $4 million a year. Yeah, that would be your, your math is better with the $4 million. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was spending $4 million a year on computer purchases. 
you know, part of me wants to, you know, obviously this woman belongs in jail. She needs to be punished. Yeah. But part of me wants to sit there and say, there, there should have been somebody watching that. Like, well, like, how so. does nobody understand $4 million worth of computer equipment goes missing? I mean, that's something on like a, 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 a NASA or, or, or the um, uh, Department of Defense would, would, wouldn't notice. Well, in addition, she filed false federal tax returns from 2013 to 2016 she, and didn't file any returns from 2017 to 2020. That's where she fucked up. That's <laughs> well, where yes. she fucked up. That that they say caused a uh, that they say caused a loss to the government of more than six point four million dollars. The second you don't file taxes is when they start going after you. Right. Um, what show was I watching earlier today where they were going after where they caught somebody on tax evasion? Um, I don't remember. It's not it's not important here anymore. But it's it's the tax evasion is where they always get you. That's where they you fuck know, up. That's how they got Capone. That's how they got Al Capone. Yeah. You know, they no longer have to prove that the crime was committed. All they have to show is that you had income, that you even illegally gained income. But if you don't declare it, that's how they get you. People, file honest taxes. This makes life a lot easier. So in addition to her 109-month jail sentence, Patron, uh, she was ordered to pay full restitution on top of forfeiting that $560,000 and her six vehicles. Um, She's not going to be able to repay that fully. No, no. I mean, there's someone who, you know, they've got as much chance of getting that money as the Sandy Hook families have from getting it from Alex Jones. Ron, we mentioned you brought up the idea last week. What are your thoughts about uh, bringing back debtors' prisons? You know, I think I mean, I'm torn think about it this way. We, 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 you know, um, we are letting um, a lot of uh, uh, criminals who were found guilty on marijuana charges. Right. Uh, you know, Biden just recently announced that all federal um, that all federal uh, uh, criminals uh, who had been arrested on marijuana charges were going to have those charges dropped. Set, so if they were in prison, set free. Um it's a lot of that's a lot of prison space. There is, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I guess my concern there is you have a number of people in debt uh, for no reason of their own. Like you have people that have fallen prey to, you know, uh, uh, student loans and things of that nature. Um, but, yeah, I feel there needs to be some kind of punishment levied against people who who steal, who are convicted uh, who who lose these tremendous judgments and then there is no incentive whatsoever for them to try and sure. make good. You know, again, yeah. you look at a woman like this, you look at someone like Alex Jones. Should there not be some sort of punishment if they are not able to, like, it's kind of like, you know, they always like to say, like, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Do the time. Like, Correct. if you can't pay for the crime, then maybe you need to do time. Like maybe yeah. that needs to be the alternative. And I doubt, you know, well, I doubt we'll ever see that kind of uh, criminal justice reform. But, you know, it would be it would be something interesting to look at. You know, not with the woke politicians in charge of these individual state legislatures. Right. Well, and, and plus there, you know, the people controlling the laws right now are also the people breaking the laws in a lot of cases. So they're certainly mm-hmm. not going to put themselves in a position where they have to potentially do jail time if, if it ends up being them. Uh, God, yeah, no, it's this is one of those quandaries where there really is no one way uh, answer here. Right. I would agree with you on that. 
All right, what else we got here? We've got a uh, cemetery in Naples uh, that uh, had some uh, some collapsing of their mausoleums. A four-story cemetery building collapsed, um, leaving at least two dozen coffins holding human remains dangling in air. Um, of course we have a photo of that. Why wouldn't we? Um, and so you sure. can see um, this mausoleum-style building uh, with the, uh, the coffin still hanging down here. Uh, authorities have closed down the cemetery, which was uh, one of the oldest and largest cemeteries in South Italy. Um, and they're starting to investigate the, uh, the collapse um, in a marble building called the Resurrection. I'm sorry, did you say Italy? Italy, yes. This is Naples, Italy. I thought this was Naples, Florida, and this was damage done by... It was It was not. No, it was most definitely not Naples, Florida. Uh-oh, I think Brian froze up on us there. Well, we will, uh, we will carry on here and wait for Brian to, uh, to unfreeze. Um, other stories we have here, we've got a, uh, a deputy's sheriff uh, who... I got to find the story here now. Brian threw me off here. He was arrested for sex with a teenager in a youth cadet program um, and has a photo that makes it seem like he is a sex offender. So let me share that real quick. All right. So this gentleman right here is a man by the name of Matthew Anderson, uh, age 21. Uh, he was part of uh, the Bay County Sheriff's Department down in Florida, and he admitted to sexual relations with a 17-year-old uh, that he supervised in the department's youth cadet program, uh, also including several sexual trysts while on duty. Um, the agency said that, uh, uh, you know, he, he admitted to all of his crimes. Um, he has since been placed on unpaid leave and is facing a sexual battery charge. Um, the head of the program um, said he planned to meet with parents of other teens enrolled in the program to address uh, any concerns they have stemming from the rest. Um, Billy asking the question, is Brian's freezing up due to Matt's coke habit, not allowing him to manage the show? Very possibly, Brian. Brian, uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Um, who's to blame? Is it Matt's coke problem? Oh, it's a voracious cocaine problem he has. You know, we, we, we keep saying we're going we're gonna to do an intervention. You have the idea of doing it as an after dark behind the paywall where we can have all of our um, patrons come on to describe to Matt why his cocaine problem and how it's affected the show. Um, clearly, this is an example that uh, I will have to uh, uh, bring up to him. More problematic um, than Matt's coke habit uh, is Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, would you not agree, Brian? <sighs> it always feels like he's one of those guys that's just trying to be younger than he really is. Has he done something wacky recently? Jesus Christ, is, <laughs> what is going on there? So, well, I mean, I guess in a way, congratulations are in order. Uh, he uh, announced, uh, he and his girlfriend, uh, a woman by the name of Fire Rose, um, announced uh, their No, no, is her first name Fire Rose or, or last name Fire Rose? Uh, it's, all it says is Fire Rose, all one word. Uh, so Billy Ray is 61 now. I mean, doesn't look bad for 61 years old. Uh, I think you have to give him at least credit with that. Um, marrying a woman, you know, somewhat younger. Uh, her age is not confirmed, but I think, 
I'm going to say she's probably at least 20 years younger than him, which is fine. When I'm in my 60s, I, I plan on on uh, dating younger women, too. Oh, no. her She is. Her name is Fire Rose. She's oh, yeah. a singer. Yeah, I, I, you thought I was lying to you. Um, I, I thought, I thought that was just like a nickname or whatnot. No, no, no. Um, she seems way too young. Well, and, and to your point earlier, like Billy just, that's, I'm not sure what's going on with the hair there. The hair is wild. I, I've got another photo. Of, uh, uh, I'm going to, um, copy image address. I'm putting this one in the private chat. Okay. Where okay. We're going in the private chat. Um, but he really seemed to be embracing a um, a Rob Zombie look, um, if you would. Um, I, I I feel like here's here's an example of a man who should be embracing his age, rather yeah. like what is going on here. First off, um, she looks like she's in college. <laughs> I feel like she's older than a college student, but again, that's probably just because she's standing next to Billy Ray. I think Billy Ray would make us look young at this point if we were standing next to him. Well, I mean, he he looks at least uh, 12 years younger than us. Um, so the engagement came as a surprise to many fans uh, due to the fact that uh, Cyrus's wife, Tish Cyrus, only filed for a divorce uh, from the country star six months ago. Oh, so you think that he was uh, cheating on her? I don't know. They, so apparently, according to uh, the divorce filing, Tish uh, said that the pair hadn't lived together since February of 2020. So it seems like they've been uh, separated for an extended period of time. So this relationship could, could have been going on for a, a couple of years at this point. Oh, this is bad. I mean, what's, can, can somebody please say You loved it. Brian, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Oh, speaking of you loved it, um, congrats to Kevin Spacey, um, who was determined not to be part of the Hollywood liberal pedophile community, found innocent earlier this week of of sexually assaulting a 14-year-old boy a decade ago. I mean... It seems problematic that he was, uh, he, he will not be, uh, he was cleared. I don't know why. It just seems like he admitted to inappropriate behavior, um, even though he didn't, re- because he didn't remember it because he had been drinking, but he apologized for whatever had happened. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. It just, oh, it's not funny, Janelle. You shouldn't be like It's not funny, Janelle, whatsoever. And not only that, but apparently Joanna also thought it was funny. Wow. I mean, just, it's not so not okay uh, people not okay so anthony rapp had been suing kevin spacey for 40 million dollars in this civil case uh we'll see nothing from that uh you don't pronounce his last last name rape uh i do not and i I don't believe he does either i thought the e at the end was silent the r-a-p-p there is no e it's (gasps) r-a-p-p Oh yeah, I can see where that would be uh, confusing for you. Pardon me, pardon me. I was wrong on that one. Um, let's see, James Corden uh, being hit with uh, cancel culture. Finally, I think we've all been waiting for that. Uh, but he uh, he apparently was banned from the New York City restaurant Balthazar uh, for being an abusive customer. Brian, you're there in New York City. You ever go to Balthazar? Uh, no, I've never been there. Okay. Um, I always gave me douche uh, vibes. 
So like, are you saying it's an appropriate location for James Corden then? Of course. <laughs> of what course. I, what no, I, it always got it always got me the vibe of like you know uh, you know uh, you're uh, you, you're being judged the second you walk in there on uh, your uh, clothing, on your accent, on which credit card you're using, which fork you're using, um, you know things like that. So uh, the restaurant uh, owned by Keith McNally, uh, who commented on James Corden, calling him a, quote, tiny cretin of a man uh, and banning him because he was abusive to staff members, um, things of that nature. But what I what I thought was hilarious was the number of stories that then came out of people just really commenting on what a huge piece of shit James Gordon is. See, this is the thing about James Corden is I never... Um... I first off have no idea what who he was when he um, started uh, his CBS show. Right. Um, I know now, look at you know, uh, in terms of knowledge, um, he had had a show in England and uh, uh, was considered a presenter over there of, of some level of success before he, uh, you know, he started a show here. But I had no idea who he was. I actually thought, you know, he seemed like a likable guy or he played a likable character on his um, show. Right. But then I just started to find him kind of annoying where it, you know, was unrelatable, um, seemed to be really, um, uh, he would fan out on so many different celebrities right. where it seemed like he was just, he was, he was, he was a lap dog to whichever celebrity was bigger in the room. Um, and then I felt his, uh, what was it? The, what, what was the karaoke in the car that he did? Yeah, the carpool um, karaoke, which was clever yeah. when it first started. I was going to say, much like the, the rest of this country, the first couple of times I saw it, I found it very entertaining. But then once again, it's just like he he just made, became so desperate to, you know, to, to fawn over these Hollywood celebrities that, uh, you know, I lost interest in him. Um, realizing that he is, um, you know, uh, here we go. You know, William Esquire, Corden's a B-level British celebrity. I only know of him because he appeared on an episode of Doctor Who. Ironically, I wonder whether this was one of the newer episodes where Doctor Who was played by a female um, actress, because I know for a fact um, William Esquire said that was the worst season of Doctor Who and that he would not be returning um, as a viewer to that show until um, Doctor Who was played by a male actor. I was quite surprised that William Esquire would say that he's not. Um, generally, I would say that he is, you know, uh, an embracer. Usually, of, yeah, um, I would say so. Forward progress by society, um, you know. But uh, I remember he would always, uh, you know, uh, retweet um, Doctor Who posts, you know, hashtag not my Doctor Who. Really offensive. I remember when he used the hashtag my doctor has a penis. And that really got conflicted with some other things that were online at the time. But I think sure, I, I sure. hope he learned his lesson. That's all I can yes. say. Yes, exactly. Um, also, uh, cancel culture coming after Bill Murray. And this one uh, stings a bit because obviously I think you and I both have, uh, we're both big fans of Bill Murray. But it would sure. seem that his beh- his onset behind the camera behavior, um, not good. 
there was an issue earlier this year uh, on a uh, Disney Searchlight medical drama called Being Mortal uh, when he was accused of uh, attempting to kiss a much younger woman on set. Um, he reportedly paid the woman uh, more than $100,000 to keep the details of the incident to herself and to stop from suing the film's producers. Uh, but now, apparently, this is, uh, this is starting kind of a, uh, uh, a groundswell of stories that are starting to come out about the on-set behavior um, where Murray apparently has said women are there to be flirted and hit on. Um, he would hit on any woman. Um, he was, uh, other people, sources say that he was very hands-on, very touchy, um, trying to do it in a comedic way, but I don't know that that necessarily makes uh, a difference. No, not at all. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it, do you have a difficulty um, separating the human from the, uh, the roles that, that, that the actor plays? Um, um, well, what, what do you mean by that exactly? Well, I remember you were celebrating when Salmon Rushdie got stabbed um, just a couple <laughs> of months back. You were saying was, that he needed, you know, he needed to pay the price for insulting Islam um, and uh, writing a, a fictitious characterization of. Uh, Go on. Um, I'd love to hear this. Fuck, I just had a mental block of who is the. <laughs> Oh man, they're gonna of 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 the uh, of of a sacred um, part of the Islamic religion, uh, Muhammad. Oh um, yeah, there we go. Should have should have gotten that about twelve minutes ago. Um, but you were celebrating that, and I think you know you read some stories afterwards. You know where it seemed you know he had been you know quite a philanderer. You know didn't really respect his first wife. Um, you know yet yet still people. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're shocked when Sam Rushdie had been, you know, stabbed in the neck multiple times. How do we how do we go from Bill Murray to Sam and Sam and Rushdie? I'm, I'm not. I, I, I read I read an article about Sam and Rushdie right before we did the show. <laughs> Apparently he's lost one eye and the use of one arm. Well, um, all right. I, I don't know how to respond to that, except to tell everybody that uh, while this podcast may be wrapping up shortly, we will be moving to our After Dark at 9.30 uh, for our Patreon subscribers. If you are not a Patreon subscriber yet, we encourage you to go to ronandbrianpodcast.com. Uh, click in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron. Uh, for the bronze level, just $10 a month, you get access to the live After Dark taking place um, next uh, in the next 25 minutes, we'll be going live with that. But next week, uh, dare we say, next week, it's the Ron and Brian Halloween Spooktacular. Uh, it'll be the night before Halloween. Uh, things might get spooky. They might get scary. And then next Sunday after is our pajama party. That's right. The last Sunday of every month, we invite our Patreon yep. uh, subscribers onto the show with us uh, for a very special Halloween-themed After Dark. Will we have another Can You Beat Ron next Sunday night is the question, Brian. Will be announced during this week. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Brian, I think it's a good time to wrap this up. Head on over to After Dark so that we can get to the saucier stories of the week. Sure. Anything else before we wrap up this show? Not at all. Um, this was episode 229. People have already started to reach out to us to say, what do we have planned for episode 250? People, it is um, conversations have already started. We are in the process 
um, lining up some celebrity guests. Will Crest can be returning. Um, you know, I can't uh, confirm or deny that, um, but uh, it's going to be special. We still have a couple months to uh, plan for it. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. Yes, it will. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody joining this evening. Patreon folks, uh, we will see you in a little bit. Everyone else, we will catch you next Sunday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.